Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Money podcast. I have a great guest in the studio with me today, Linda McKenna from Golden Rule Senior Placement Services. Linda, welcome. Thank you, Jackie. It's an honor to be here. I have known you, gosh, I don't know, since our kids were just babies. Absolutely. And we have laughed and grown up in business together and um, now have grandchildren at the same time. Absolutely. It's been a journey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) to say the least. But you are the founder uh, and you're my go-to resource for anything senior placement. And when we talk about senior placement, that's an assisted living facility. That's what resources are out there for someone if they need some level of assistance. You know, it's just overwhelming when you get a family member or a parent that kind of reaches that age of needing that extra assistance. Yes. And I'm glad you you termed it that way. Sometimes I just say senior living because it encompasses it all. Being independent living, assisted living, and memory care. Most people, when they hear assisted living, um, they imagine it to be a nursing home, which is really a skilled nursing facility. And it is so different than senior living, assisted living, independent living, or memory care. We try to change the word facility away from assisted living and make it more that it's a community Mm -hmm. um, rather than a facility because it denotes care more than anything else. Right. And sometimes it, it literally is the community. Someone makes that transition. I mean, we've got some great areas here, great places that are communities for that transition period. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that too, um, Jackie, because aging in place is um, less stressful when you take that journey and those steps as you age and you age in place. Maybe you're a little bit more independent when you first go into senior living and the next step that you need a little bit of assistance and maybe um, dementia or Alzheimer's sets in that memory care is more needed. So it's all within one structure um, within the community. Mm-hmm. And the cost. I mean, that's one thing. People worry about the money, but we named our radio show, our podcast, Beyond the Money, because sometimes it is it is beyond the money. There's not only that financial challenge, the obstacles, and what is it going to cost, and what does this mean to the retirement savings or lack of that are our family member, our parents, or even ourselves may have, but it's part of the planning, but it's the emotional aspect of it. What do you see? And, you know, what is the why for you having this? I know you've got years and decades of experience in taking care of others. You're, you're a caregiver, a natural caregiver for sure. Thank you. But tell me a little bit about that. Another strong point you just stressed is planning ahead. A lot of us don't do that when it comes to our end of life. As we grow, you know, we purchase our first home. We Mm -hmm. plan for that. Before that, we plan for the wedding. Um, But we plan for our children to grow up to plan for college. Um, We plan for our retirement. You just don't say, I'm going to retire tomorrow and then let's wing it. 
the same thing for that last chapter is what are we going to do and what are we going to be able to afford and what is it all about? So if you're looking into that now with your children or whoever you elected to be your power of attorney is to explore that when things are okay, because when you go into it, like you had mentioned, when it's emotional, you're going into it because it's imminent and then you're making rash decisions because it's right there in front of you. So as we planned in everything in our lifespan um, up until that last chapter is, am I going to be able to afford it? Absolutely. That should be a question. Um, am I going to be a burden to my children? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I going to outlive my money? And how? who's going to take care of me then? Or am I going to be empowered to make those decisions at that point in time that I really should point somebody now, appoint them to be my power of attorney? And what is it going to feel like? A lot of the folks that I'm dealing with, just most recently, is downsizing. It's very emotional. It's sometimes that they're living in their home for 40 years. And as much as, you know, we say it's four walls and it's not about the contents of the home, there's built-in memories in that home, you know. And a lot of them don't want to leave that home. It's something they're familiar with and they're fearful of the unknown, but it's the mementos that are in that home that they don't want to part with. I've sat down with a lot of families and especially the senior is, isn't it better that to bequeath those little items that might be mementos or large items now and you can actually see your loved ones enjoying it and Also, when you're now with your family, you're visiting each other. It's not task oriented that they're taking care of you Mm -hmm. um, so you can enjoy life and and be with like people. And when they come and visit, you're having fun. You know, it's not about a task being done, Um, but emotional. I'm not going to lie. It's very emotional and it's very overwhelming, not only for the individual going through it, the senior, but the family, because they take that responsibility on. And sometimes their shoulders are really burdened with a lot of that responsibility of doing so. Right. And and I love that you talked about, you know, just being prepared and Mm -hmm. planning it. You're a planner, I know, and I know your children are planners, your husband's a planner, everybody, you know, we all plan together, we're all going in the same direction, right? But it goes right in line with the book that I had written, the the Be Prepared, Creating Peace of Mind for You and Your Loved Ones. And, you know, it's, it's about dealing with those things and cleaning up your messes, so to speak, so that somebody else doesn't have to do it. Amen. I can't applaud you enough for doing that book, Jackie. And I wish every one of my clients would have read that before they go on this journey, because it is very difficult, not even for the senior, you know, that's going through it. It is the family because where do I find this paperwork? Oh my goodness. Where is that? Um, I have a lot of clients. Oh yes, they're a veteran. I don't even know where to begin to find all that paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where did mom and dad hide their jewels in the house? Is, is there a safe deposit box or is there a nook and cranny that they hid behind the wall somewhere? I know those things sound very trivial when we, we talk about it now, but they become very, very big eyesores and very troublesome when you don't know. So having that book be prepared, we prepare for a storm, do we not? Uh, we get a warning right. that a storm is coming and we prepare, we hunker down and we have things in the house accordingly. But preparing for life skills 
it's something that we should be doing automatically. Right. And it's kind of like a parachute. It's not important until you need it. Right. But, but being prepared and having a plan in place at least will make it easier for your loved ones. Absolutely. Long-term care. That's something that we're often asked, you know, should I consider long-term care or do I have enough saved for my retirement for self-insuring? So those are some things that we go through when we do our 360 degree financial planning and retirement master plan. But I find that most people don't want to deal with uh, about two fifths of that plan. And that's the legacy plan. And that's the health and long-term care planning. Um, you know, they want to focus more on, no, just give me income, give me mailbox money. And how should I invest my assets and taxes? You know, nobody wants to overpay taxes, but all the things that you do that you're helping your clients with, you're just pulling those things together, but normally it's not in advance. It's when there's a need. It's already kind of you're facing the situation. It, correct. And when I sit down with clients, um, I'm a firm believer um, being in healthcare for the last 30 plus years <clears throat> is the fact that it's not only about the medical part of it. Um, so I labeled it about the four pillars of needs. Um, Yes, medical is an important part of it, but guess what? I had to switch that when now with senior living. Financial, which you could appreciate, is number one. Because as the adage goes, we all want a Mercedes Benz, but we might not only be able to afford a small Kia, old Kia Soul, like myself. But the thing is, is that what we perceive things to cost, maybe back in the day, is not where it is now. We have a cost of inflation in senior living just the same. But the cost and the financial part of it is the most important pillar because it levies everything else out of the other three pillars. Financial um, also in, incorporates not only what privately pay, because most senior living is privately paid. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some subsidizing that was whether veterans benefit, which I could go into detail about, or long-term care Medicaid. It's not the health insurance Medicaid. It is long-term care Medicaid diversion program. There's much criteria to be gotten those um, subsidies, but they're there to be um, to be applied for on, or access. Also, you have to be privy to know what your financial well-being is. When people don't realize, when I say liquid assets, they think just what they have in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now also the other savings that could be turned into liquid assets, um, which is important because what are we waiting for? We need to tap into that now or preserve that over a long period of time and build a trust. Um, so those things is like a safety net that financial is so important now and into the future. And also sometimes it's one senior um, that it's a couple and maybe it's just the husband that's going into senior living. We want to make sure that she's fiduciary and financially set maybe back in their home. So they're not spending money lavishly on one and the other one can't sustain themselves. Um, The second pillar is medical. Medical plays a big part of it. Where your disease processes are today, we know as we age, they're going to be more enhanced. There's going to be more of a decline. So there's going to be a need for more proper care, hands on care. And with that, there is has to be 
proper licensed facilities that or communities that can compensate for that care. So that's what we go through um, with the medical component. I say this all the time, you know, a lot of families don't know their parents' medical um, diagnoses or the extent of their illness. If I get permission, I will speak to their physician. So I do know the complexities of their medical. Like, you know, a lot of people don't realize their mother and father might have been tested for dementia and it's on their chart. And it's not something you ask somebody, are you demented? Do you have Alzheimer's? So that medical component is very balanced with the financial. The two other spokes, uh, if I may call it, or pillars, um, to make it well balanced that I oppose to a lot of the other placement companies, may they be online or local, is that the social pillar of need is so important because it's not in existence anymore. Mm -hmm. It's something that somebody thrives for or has something to look forward to the uh, next part of their day or the next day. It's their hobbies. They could be an enhanced for a person that loved to play bridge. And, you know, COVID did a lot on us because we weren't allowed to socialize. But you know what? You can't play bitch by yourself at home. So now that could be done, you know, in senior living. Um, But a lot of activities. I have one lady that loved to crochet, but didn't have a need to do it anymore. She is teaching a bunch of other ladies. And now they have a purpose. Now they are knitting hats, blankets for the children that are born in the local hospital. So again, it's a hobby, but it's enhanced and it's a purpose of being. Um, And the last pillar, um, which I really hold really um, that puts the glue together is spirituality. Um, We all have our faith into our next life, whatever it may be in your focus, whatever denomination, whatever scope of uh, religion that you practice, it should never be taken away from Mm -hmm. you and that should continue on. So when all those four pillars of need are balanced, you have a fruitful, really, future. Um, and you're going to see a difference in your parents or grandparents, whoever it may be. Like, wow, they're just not going through the day. They're really enjoying their life right. as it should be. Right. I love that. The the financial, the medical, the social, and spirituality. And I love geometry. I'm a math nerd. You <laughs> yes. know that. Right. So immediately I thought, okay, a four-leg frame, that's going to be more sturdy. And I love that you're you're bringing in those other things and consider them. And and I had not thought about um, the spirituality aspect of it, but that's that's pretty important. It, it was said during COVID because a lot of people couldn't practice their faith because, of course, it was in a congregation or in a parish or at the mosque or, you know, at the synagogue. Um, they weren't able to, you know, and we all could pray to our higher being private but that is the pleasure of spirituality is being in number and being together. So there is so much that comes into senior living that there's prayer worship, there is Bible study, um, there is Eucharistic ministry that actually comes in. Um, To give you an idea, um, I just um, had placed a a gentleman. Um, He was a pastor and unfortunately he had dementia. So unfortunately he no longer was able to practice. His wife really had a hard time with it, you know, moving her husband into a more of a memory care unit, so to speak. And I said, 
that's still in him. That's still in his heart and in his soul. So he had a little bit of a seeing deficit. So we purchased him a large print Bible and um, he's doing Bible studies at his assisted living memory care unit. And it got even beyond that. Um, he now has the children's coming from the preschool that's near the campus. And he actually is reading them the Bible. So he feels that he's of use and he he's still pastoring. He's still doing what his life's mission is. That's a great, that's a great yeah. story. I love that. Thank you. And, and I think that's, that's a challenge, you know, as we get older is, you know, especially once you get to, and, you know, even through retirement is having your purpose. Yes. You know, having a bigger future than your past. I think that's an important part of, of uh, planning for your retirement. And I think it's commonly overlooked, but yes. yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really really powerful. And I like that you also gave the examples of some of your experiences with couples. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember that while you may be planning for long-term care for one, Mm -hmm. you, you really have to make financial decisions and you know, the tax planning, the financial, the, all of those decisions are for two. So it kind of complicates things a little bit more when one has a greater need than the other. You know, I come to you often when it comes to that with my clients is that I don't profess to know it all when it comes to the financial part of it. I do know what it's going to cost the individual that's living in the senior living community, but I also feel very compelled or deserving of that person that is going to stay in their home and how they're going to sustain themselves. So I always tell them this is a point in time that you need to speak to your financial advisor or, you know, be gotten a trust. So your monies are preserved um, for a long period of time. And, you know, going to those resources that I use on a regular basis, um, I'm prideful to that is because we are not thinking just about the placement. We're thinking about not only a lifestyle, but it's the whole family that we're really thinking about. And when you just said it's a legacy, We leave a legacy, yes, sometimes it's monetarily, sometimes it is jewels, sometimes, but there is much more things when you could leave memories behind um, that that you leave your grandchildren um, and what they're known for, you know. With my dad being 100 years old, I don't think about him in his presence today, but what he gave me 20 and 30 years ago, and it was always on education. And he really put that into his legacy into not only myself, but into my children. It was education is so important. Nobody could take that away from you. Mm -hmm. So legacy goes beyond just what, where you are right now, what you leave behind. It's that memories as well. But resources are so important out there, financial planners, trust offices, legal guardians, elder law attorneys, they're there to help you on this journey. And they're important to tap into before it's too late. And so you're dealing with the placement, but you, you kind of are kind of coaching as somebody transitions into this next chapter of living. And, you know, you kind of guide your your clients through or, or their families who are trying to get help for, for their loved ones. You guide them through the financial, what subsidies are there, the, you know, the VA, the, the long-term Medicaid, how that works. If they have a long-term care policy, what's that going to cover? And you're also looking at coordinating, you know, pulling in the legal aspect, the elder law, that making sure that you're 
estate documents are in place. And those, I mean, a power of attorney is the most important legal document while you're living. But it's also important, and you and I have seen it time after time, it's important to know who you're putting in there as your successor, a trustee, your successor, um, personal representative, if it's going to be beyond, if you're married, you and your spouse, um, if you have a blended family, we've both seen, you know, firsthand, you know, the, the difficulties that can come. A lot of trials and tribulations. And yes, Jackie, I mean, you know, you see it from a financial perspective, but you also see it from a very personal perspective, which is not typical of an accountant or a financial planner. They're very number oriented, but I think through your years of 30 years of experience with owning your practice is that all your clients have educated you on their needs. Mm-hmm. So you developing that book and that file, you know, that file, which I to me is more of a file for life, is something that really needs to be acted upon because, yes, there is resources out there to tap into. Nobody knows elder law better than an elder law attorney. You know, you want to go specific. Do you want to go to a personal injury attorney for elder affairs? No. You want to go to somebody that is in that lane. Um, the same thing with um, a financial planner and an estate preparer is that you want to fine tune to go to that that expert in that field. I'm only as strong as the people that uh, are around me to make that uh, transition for my clients very well. So I do tap into that. Um, and I learned that not only personally through my trials and tribulations with my own aging parents, but the many clients that I do serve. Me being a certified uh, ALF administrator got me to be certified so I could run an assisted living. But it doesn't teach you the life experiences of how to handle those families that are coming through your door. And it's funny when I really sit down with a lot of um, clients, they don't realize, oh, is that a long-term care plan? I'm like, "Uh, if it has this name, you purchased that when you were working and it's applicable. If you don't use it, it doesn't get rolled over. You can't cash it out. You lose it. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of my clients, if I didn't bring that forth, they would have had no knowledge of using something that is a very worthwhile investment on their part that could pay for their care. You know, some of them are like $50,000 policies that could be put towards their care. So if you don't use it, of course, you don't lose, you know, you lose it. But like Jackie, you're saying to put all those together in a file so everyone in the family knows that Mm -hmm. is priceless, is valuable. Right. Uh, dealing with long-term clients, and, and you're right, we, we learn from each and every experience, right? Each family is going to bring their unique situation, and especially when there's blended family, you know, prior marriages, different children. I mean, that's, talk about some hard-won wisdom. We've certainly learned our yes. fair share, and, and we use that hard-won wisdom to help the next generations and the next family uh, members that we work with. But recently dealing with some, some of my long-term clients, and Uh, Mom and dad both ended up in the hospital at the same time, had all their paperwork, their legal paperwork in order, everything was titled the right way, you know, but the children had no idea about anything, uh, who the attorney was, how much they had in assets, and that was a question is like, 
okay, my mom said to call you, you know, what, can you help me navigate through all these things? Because they had never talked about the details because that's what we do. That's what the other generations, the baby boomers would do is they wouldn't talk about their finances, Mm -hmm. how much money they had, how much, you know, they had saved. They didn't, their kids didn't know. They don't know if they have long-term care insurance. They don't know if they're if they have $200,000 or $200 or $2 million, they just don't know because it's something that's not spoken about health. That's another thing that's kind of a, a taboo, I think, for a lot of uh, families. Um, I think as we've gone down the generations, now it's, you know, everybody tells everything on social media. So <laughs> Amen. completely changing there. But, um, but as we transition, sometimes it's the first time we don't, we come into the situation, you know, with our, eyes wide open, but we have no idea what's really going on. That's why do your homework now and very bright in what you said, especially with that, that couple in the hospital. And guess what? We all entrust the people that are around us to, to support mom and dad in the hospital, maybe the doctors and the nurses, but you should still be there to advocate Mm -hmm. just because your mom is in the hospital. Your dad is in the hospital. Doesn't mean that everybody's doing their job. I'm not saying that, but to be a spokesperson when they're incapacitated, they might have a urinary tract infection that they're not thinking really um, spot on, or they might've just went under anesthesia. So they're clouded with all that information. So if you have all that information prior to an event, as such as this, um, like that that couple both being in the hospital, think how easier that that family could just grab a file right. and say, this is here, This I know what to do, I know how to speak on their behalf. A power of attorney is so important, and it's not a matter if, if it's going to happen, it's when. So everybody says, oh, if it's going to happen. No, it's it's going to happen. So but be, be prepared. So say, mom, dad, let's sit down. We really want to prepare for your future. Let's look in about what would it look like if you're not able to speak for yourself? Who would you want to speak on your behalf um, when that time comes? Yes, we're in a time that we have a lot of blended marriages that, you know, it's no longer the Brady Bunch. <laughs> There's three on one side and three on the other. We have to blend them. So we idealistically protect both parents. So for the common good, uh, for their, their welfare. So sitting down and having that family discussion now, mm-hmm. not wait. And very, very insightful, um, Jackie, is that you have all those tools in your files and you have that book. If everybody should get one, at least we're planning. We're we're having that discussion and we have the tools to do it. Yeah. And and you can always reach out to us and we can get you a copy of that book. Be prepared. Excellent. Um, And, you know, the MyWin file, that's the document storage system. And also the guarding your legacy checklist. Yes. So I have kind of different formats for everybody. If you're a quick start or you're an engineer and high follow through, (laughs) whatever level of uh, help that you need or, you know, detail that you need to support that and get those things organized. I just can't um, express how important that has been. That's a passion project for me, for sure. And um, also I would, I would be remiss if I didn't you know, talk about your dad and, and, you know, his service at World War II and, um, just, you know, some remarkable stories and, um, you know, what a, what a blessing, uh, he has been in my life. So, um, to reach age a hundred, I mean, what a, I know God bless him. So who is a good referral for you? So how do I know like, okay, 
I think I may need help. I think, um, you know, my parents are living in Florida. I'm living out of state. Who would be a good referral for you to, you know, it's, it's time now to let's have that conversation and see what we need to do. You point on them with that. You know, we are no longer back in the day that we all lived within you know, a minute from each other, the next house. We all, you know, go across the United States. May it be for our careers or, you know, um, finding a new love and you follow um, their place of living. So we're dispersed all over the United States. And I find, especially being in Florida, a lot of people came here to retire, obviously. Same thing with Arizona. Um, so a lot of the families are still up north. And not being in that picture is tough. It really is tough until when that something is imminent. So I really bring together the families. Um, I'll do Zoom meetings is let's all discuss this that we could see, you know, face to face, so to speak, thank God for Zoom, right. um, is to have a plan and process. When you are starting to see a little slipping of your mom or your father, you hear of constant falls or are they taking their medication right? That's something to you know, not to be taken for granted, um, missing doctor's appointments. Um, that could be tragic in a way. We just lost a local couple that took a road, you know, trip um, just a couple of blocks away and they were lost in the woods and they perished. So, you know, not to say that that family was not involved is, but it's harder when it's farther away that you're not in that same town. So being part of that is important. So I do work with a lot of um, folks that their family is local um, and they're out of town. Um, But at the same time, even being local, um, I work with that as well. I've been very blessed um, to actually move some clients from Florida um, to other areas. I've worked in other states for placement as well out of Florida. That means, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Connecticut, New York, Colorado, believe it or not, Texas and Arizona and and believe it or not, Hawaii. Um, so I was part of that journey with them because, wow, now we're going to move them across the United States. And how, where does that even begin? I don't even know where to start. So, yes, that's why I always say have this discussion early. I don't mind having this discussion with you early because if it's starting um, when it's imminent, yes, it's more stressful. But at the same time, if you don't, really start a process or their thinking and them coming on board what a plan is your parents or your grandparents it, it's an enigma it, it, it doesn't exist you know they, they think they're still independent do know though with senior living when we do go looking around they work in 30-day increments so what's available today might not be available a month from now right. so we could do tours, but sometimes it, you know, I don't want them to get excited on something that might not be available when their need arises. Mm-hmm. But planning ahead is very much what I do as we run our own personal lives, but I try to do that for my clients as well, too. Right. So it could be any age, any age. multiple states. Absolutely. Um, depending on if you know, if they're going to be placed, absolutely, you know, where they reside now or whether they're going to be transitioned to live closer to family members. And you're right. I I see it all the time. You know, people have lived and retired in the state of Florida and then one spouse will pass away or or get sick and then they, they kind of go back and, and, uh, you know, 
back yes. up north or wherever their other family Where were their are. children are, yeah. And and we tend to follow our grandchildren. Yes, so. amen. <laughs> <laughs> so two out of six adult daily living activities, two out of six ADLs. Can you give us a little bit of definition there of what that is? Because we often have a conversation and it seems to be like the first time that somebody may have heard those terms. Yes. In order to get a benefit from the veterans, um, which is called aid and assistance or the long-term care Medicaid, you have to have a deficit or a need for those two or three ADLs, um, which we take for granted every day. The ADLs activities of daily living could encompass stand up and pivot, um, actually bearing weight a lot of things that we figure on doing, but if somebody had a stroke, very hard for them to stand up and pivot um, and be able to transfer. So that is um, something that is definitely needed with assistance. Um, that means somebody needs assistance in doing that. And in some cases, it's not allowable in some senior living uh, facilities if they can't bear weight or they are a two-person assist because of their weight and girth or size. Um, another one is, we talk about this a lot, and especially with my gentleman um, client, is bathing. Most elders are really, really scared of taking a bath Um, in the reason of slipping and falling. Mm -hmm. That is very prevalent. Most falls happen in the bathroom, believe it or not. So they refrain from bathing and refrain from bathing is, of course, not only for hygiene purposes, but also um, for, you know, urinary tract infections and just proper skin uh, maintenance as well, too. So what we call with some of the gentlemen, I'm like, nobody's going to scrub you, but we need a standby assist to help you in the shower, out of the shower with a warm towel and for yourself to dry off. It is harder with the gentlemen <laughs> by all means. Um, another task with a lot of um, folks shy away from is toilet letting, um, which is, you know, you're two years old and you know how to go on the potty. Um, now you're 85 and I can't go on the potty anymore. I'm having leakage or I'm incontinent. Um, and it could be of urine and um, bowels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, incontinence is very important and toileting is very important because maybe you couldn't transfer or you're having, you know, dropped bladder or you have prostate problems. So that also inhibits you know, or enhances um, urinary tract infection. So again, maybe they're not hydrated enough. So that's why they're having a little bit of problems with urinary tract infections. I just spoke to a client the other day who seems to be very independent from the outside. She can't manage her medications. She forgets Mm. taking her medication. So medication management um, is an activities of daily living that we take um, for granted. It's not one of the tasks that the veterans is recognizing at this point in time, but it is something that's very essential is, you know, have a plan for medication reminders or uh, administration. Another one was the same lady um, who has peripheral neuropathy which she's vascular compromised from the knees down, it's very hard for her to get her socks and shoes on. Mm. That's part of dressing. So I'll say that to a gentleman is I see that you have no socks on and you have slip on slippers. Why? 
oh, and they will say, I can't get my socks and shoes on. Even though there is adaptive measures that, you know, there's shoe um, and sock, uh, you know, apparatus, that is also a task of dressing. So that's another one that's compromised. Um, Eating. It's not about eating. It's not about preparing the food. It is actually having problems of swallowing with somebody that has, you know, advanced dementia or Alzheimer's disease. Some part of their um, the disease process is swallowing. They might be on a special diet for mechanical soft or thickened liquids because they can aspirate. So eating is some of them have to be fed because they don't have that autonomy of using that anymore. So some of those, what we take for granted, you know, is grooming. You know, my daughter says this all the time, being an occupational therapist, can you brush your teeth? You know, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Dentures, are you taking care of your dentures? Um, no, I can't do that anymore. Um, brushing your hair. Mm. So because that takes all your upper strength and sure. same autonomy or your dexterity. So, you know, having one, two or three of those is something that could definitely be covered. So let's not take it for granted that we all accomplish our activities for daily living as we grow older. Well, thank you for going through those. I think that's really helpful, and I love the way that you detailed explain those. And having or being eligible for some of the subsidies, that's something that I've seen uh, in the past. You know, maybe the kids aren't even aware because um, someone serves in the military. They don't talk about it so much. So uh, they may have served wartime and maybe didn't retire or, um, you know, it's it's about not necessarily serving in war zone. It's about serving during war period, war time. Correct. Um, that there may be some VA uh, assistance there. Yes. And that's even for home health care. Yes. Um, there's um, what you're talking about in place, meaning going to an assisted living, um, which has to be imprinted on that application to get the aid in attendance. So you have to have at least two or three um, compromised ADLs um, for that. And yes. The rules of it is there is criteria. There's a certain amount of money mm-hmm. of liquid assets. There is a five year look back period. So there's no gifting to anybody to be able to. To get that um, that benefit, but yes, a lot of folks don't realize it. It is you know looking at that DD two fourteen, which is the discharge paperwork, and seeing what time they were in um, during wartime. It does have to be unfortunately in wartime. A lot of people say, "Oh, it was Korea War." It's not the Korean War. It's the Korean conflict. So it's prior to Korea War, and then afterwards. Same thing with Vietnam. Um, so. So there, you didn't have to be on the field. You did not have to be in combat. You could have been here stateside. But as long as you were 90 days during that period of wartime, you are eligible with the other criteria of financial as well. There's aid and assistance. That's where you get care at home provided by the veterans that um, have aids come out or one of your caregivers, like a daughter or a son, gets paid for taking care of you. It's very, I'm going to be honest with you, it's very, very nominal. $300 a month doesn't really go far for somebody staying around the clock with you or accomplishing those ADLs. Mm-hmm. So aid and attendance actually pays more. Aid and attendance, 
residence also um, is not only for the veteran, it's also for the spouse. Mm -hmm. So um, there is some criteria to that as well, too. You can't be divorced from that veteran or ended a marriage, you know, before a long period of time or a short period of time. Um, There is some criteria to that, but it does pay well. um, And it comes to you as the payee um, rather than going to the facility. Yeah. So just some great, great things out there. A lot of people, um, they forget about it. They just, you know, the dad passed away. Mom's ended up with dementia, ended up with Alzheimer's and, and ended up in a nursing home. And, you know, they were spending down their funds because that's what they saved the money for. The money was there to save and take care of mom and dad, you know, until they run out of money or, or pass away. And, you know, not realizing that there was some assistance that could have been paid from the VA and we were able to to help get that uh, in place for them. And, you know, that, that little bit just really helps um, make sure they have good care. It's the quality of care, too. It's not just... It's not an existence. Yeah. And think of that. In, that in the aid and attendance is in a senior living community. So you're getting to enjoy everything else and being cared for at the same time. Right. By the veterans. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And... Linda, you've covered so many things today, and I know the golden rule. I love the name that you pick for your business. And why did you pick that? You know, we were in my career um, change. I had worked in home health for uh, 25 plus years and worked for hospice, more in an administrative sales uh, role. But when it came time to really, I felt that I really needed to have a mission and going through placing my both parents at the same time, I knew the emotional aspect of it. And, you know, knowing what was needed plus being a certified uh, administrator, ALF administrator, um, I, Dennis and I looked at each other, you know, my husband, and say, we're doing this all the time, you know, not only for our parents, but, uh, you know, all the clients that I've had, you know, with in home health and hospice, we should be doing this on a bigger scale uh, and being able to really orchestrate it. And the good thing is, as you know, Jackie, working for yourself you could do a lot more. You're a lot more transparent. You could mm-hmm. say a lot more. You can offer a lot more than working uh, under a corporate scope mm-hmm. where you're limited what you say and what, what can be done. Um, so when we really thought about it, and it was during Thanksgiving time of 2017, and I'm a very thankful person, not only, you know, for health wise, but having family around me and really dear friends that that is the golden rule is giving back um, to um, those that you are so fortunate to get from, you know, so, so the golden rule, we just tweaked it a little bit and we call we treat our seniors as we would want to be treated ourselves. Um, they deserve that. Um, they not inherited it. They deserve it. Right. Absolutely. Love it. I love it. So one of the things that you do, Linda, you have a Tuesday talk. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, Tuesday talks, um, (laughs) um, I have a little um, YouTube um, channel and I'll talk about topics, you know, like what we're talking about here or some of the things that I just recently did preparing for a storm. You know, the son and daughter are living up in, you know, Connecticut and Colorado and oh my God, is mom and dad going to be okay? What do I prepare for? So those for, you know, especially for the storms that come into Florida or anywhere for that matter is preparing or silly things that we might talk about. You know, what is memory care? Everybody's like, 
what does that really mean? Does that mean somebody's going to be locked down and throw away the key? Um, no. I mean, they enjoy life just the same. Talking about the ADLs that we just spoke about, you know, having a power of attorney, why is that important? Um, you know, what is it other than if I can't afford this, what other means of being able to afford it? What is really senior living like? Um, sometimes I compare it to just like a cruise ship stationary um, and getting to enjoy it. Um, but some of those questions that sometimes you might not want to ask because you're embarrassed to ask mm-hmm. or or not even knowledgeable of where to go to is I discussed that. So I was doing it every Tuesday. I'm doing it every um, other week now, um, but they all be gotten on my YouTube channel or going to my website, which historically for the last five years now, all of them are there. So and there's titles to them. So you could listen a 10 minute little snippet. And that is goldenruleseniorplacement.com. Correct. Great. Absolutely. In the notes below. And the best way for somebody to contact you, Linda, is the phone number the best? 352-584-8062? Yes. And what I do is I use my uh, website as a landing page. And the reason why, um, Jackie, is for the very reason is sometimes I'm on a tour with somebody or I'm not available, that I'm in a private session with somebody, so I'm not going to be answering that phone right away. But there is on my website is not only is the telephone number, but there is my bio. There is also testimonials. There's the various options so um and resources and all those video talks links to social media and the reason why i want you to get comfortable with me before that we have that discussion because you might not be prepared um there's a form um under about us and contact us and it makes you think or it fills out those four pillars of needs. So I ask my clients, do that first, do your little homework assignment, because I want to know your budget. I want to know what their needs are so we can really have a fruitful conversation sure. than picking it out from anywhere. Yeah, that makes sense because you can go down a lot of rabbit holes. Oh, absolutely. Especially if it's a brand new topic or you're just learning about A to Z, what all these things that we've talked about. Linda, every time I talk with you, I learn so much. And Thank you. You are truly a, a dear friend. Thank you. And a great, great um, resource for my clients and for our staff here at Campbell and & Company. And um, appreciate everything that you do for us. And one of the things that, you know, I like to kind of wrap up with is, you know, being a hero. You know, your dad's a war hero. It's We are, have so many great, great in the, the baby boomer generation, the, the next generations coming up, multiple generations, so much wisdom that's going to be passed down. And at the end of the day, we all want to be the hero of our own story. Yes. And that's what dealing with you, planning ahead, being prepared, having your My Win file, having that hero bundle that we call it, thought out and put together in advance. And with the holidays coming up, it's a perfect time to, you know, let's talk have those family meetings. If you don't have your plan in place and you're kind of in that sandwich generation, you're starting to take a little bit more care and pay more attention to your parents and you have your own children or grandchildren, you're called in that sandwich generation. Um, you know, just having that conversation. Let's talk. I want to get my, we're getting our affairs in order. So let's go ahead and make sure we have plans in place for you as well. Because at the end of the day, we all want to honor our parents' wishes. Absolutely. Having those conversations 
and learning more about your Tuesday talks, your your golden rule. I love it. It couldn't be even more perfect than it is. I think the only thing we didn't talk about is taxes. Because a lot of the that, deduct, a lot of the deductibility of ab- the healthcare. Ab- absolutely. Um and that's why Seek out professionals and seek out somebody like yourself or elder law attorney, downsizing companies. I have like even, I know it sounds crazy, an insurance company uh, representative, an agent, like to get on the right health insurance. Mm-hmm. Because what we take for granted when you don't have a need might limit you when you really have needs that you have to have better insurance. Having a good real estate agent that really works with you in getting that house sold for its value rather Rather than just putting a number on it and you know, let's get a sale um, is really to get its value. With that, I, I do require, I want to say, um, Jackie, um, I my services are free. Um, I have it on my, my website. I do require a service um, agreement, which requires exclusivity. So you, you can't work with two attorneys at the same time. You don't want to work with two financial planners at the same time. You want to do the same thing with senior placement. I want to have exclusivity because there's online services um, as well as other local uh, placement companies. So we don't want to be competitive of to, you know, go crazy and have the assisted living going, who, who do I, am I responsible to? Then I also ask for an administrative retainer, which helps me provide all those resources to you and tour with you and drive um, around with you on, on touring day. Um, it's a nominal fee. It's a it's just a, a, like a service, you know, a call kind of a thing. The reason why I speak upon that is always stay, I stay in my lane. And that's why I refer to you, Jackie, when it comes to the financial part of it. I refer to an elder law attorney when the legalities of it, you know, advanced directors of it, having that plan in place and going to an insurance agent. Nobody's going to know better than them what is the better plan for mom and dad or grandma and grandpa is going to professionals in those areas. Stay in your lane and be, you know, very fruitful in referring to where it's appropriate. Love it. And you absolutely deserve every penny that you do. I, I hear you. of the things that you do and all the hoops that you jump through to make sure that everything is just as it should be and get the very best level of care for the least amount of money and make sure all those resources are, are taken care of and, and addressed. So, Linda, thank you for thank your friendship. You. Thank you for um, all of the collaboration that we've done and assisting all of my clients through the years, I really, really couldn't have made it without you. Well, thank you. It's been an honor to work with you, not only personally um, as a friendship, but um, being there for my journey as well, too. Not only personally um, through my health, but also um, through uh, my work and guiding me the right way. (laughs) You're steering my ship. So thank you for being part of my business as well, too. And I love your family, your, your parents. I mean, I just have, they have kept me in stitches and I uh, just love, love watching them um, through the years and now all the way down to the fourth generation. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for more confetti moments in the future. Amen. And thank you for being so sincere and golden rule senior placement services. This is Jackie Campbell, certified financial planner and certified public accountant from Campbell Company, Wealth Advisors and CPAs here with Linda McKenna of Golden Rule Senior Placement. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much, Jackie. 
Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 